the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. You can be a part of today's show. It's as simple as calling us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Let's see how we can help you, and uh, let's find out all kinds of great ideas and interesting things that you can do. Uh, maybe you've got questions. Maybe you're new to San Antonio. We get that a lot. Uh, so uh, come on by or come at, by and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevardy Road or uh, call us at 210-308-8867. Either way, uh, I want you to mark your calendar for next Saturday here at Millburgers. We've got two things going on. If you've got a, a child that wants to know about fall vegetable gardening, uh, then uh, this is a great class. Millburgers puts on the kids' gardening classes each uh, month. August 31st is going to be taught by Mary, and it's entitled fall vegetable planting for kids so it's a hands-on thing with seeds and planting and all kinds of fun stuff there is no no charge but they ask that you rsvp so they know the number of people uh that could be here and they can uh, make sure they have supplies for everybody and no one's disappointed so it's easy to rsvp you call 210-497-3760 That's from 10 to 11 next Saturday. And then also next Saturday is going to be the Lions Club will be here. And I've already had a few questions about our interview yesterday and asking about it. So I know there's interest. Good. Uh, The Lions Club will be doing screenings uh, on next Saturday from 9 to 3 o'clock. And these are screenings for kids and adults. Uh, They're not going to uh, actually treat anything, but uh, for those who... uh, want to be preventative or you juice those who want to get uh, a, a screening and see how your eyesight's doing uh, checking for diabetes things like that or to find out more <coughs> about the lions club and i'm going to suggest you come next saturday from nine to three we'll be telling you more about it but for more information go to millburgernursery.com millburger nursery.com and it's amazing the things that they can test for and when sam was here yesterday as he liked to call him sam was sam pantusa but he liked to call himself lion sam because he's with the lions club <laughs> i think that's how and he's got a weird last name yes hard uh, to speak hard to say uh the um but yeah that uh he pointed out too that for adults and uh, for kids uh sight uh, is a major part of your independence and your quality of life and so consequently if it's affected, um, 
It makes a big difference. And one of the success stories he gave was about a child they detected lazy eye in uh, quite early. And then the child, uh, but they were apparently, if there were symptoms, uh, they weren't noticing it anyway. They were able to get treated and uh, able to uh, save the sight and everything in that eye. So um, it was, it was, it's a big, important thing. And so I want you to come on out and be a part of that. Uh, next Saturday, too. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yeah, my son Jeremy has has lazy eye. Oh, does he really? Yeah. Does he wear glasses or contacts? or uh, Contacts. Contacts, okay. And uh, they have a, be a special contact for that particular eye. I, I imagine. And uh, the interesting thing about it is when I take pictures of him on stage. Yeah. That eye glows. Really? Yeah. That eye uh, uh, is weird looking. Picture. Son of a gun. Well, I wonder you think it's because of the contact? It must be. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> okay, well. But anyway, uh, he, 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 does, he gets along with it pretty good. 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 But uh, they never fixed it. I know, in other yeah. words, it never goes away. No, I think they just... I think it can get worse too if you don't. Yeah, right. If you right. don't do correction, it sounded right. like from what he said. But yeah, so go to millburgernursery.com for more information on that. Millburgernursery.com. So and did you? They, they, may, they must make their own lenses over there. Uh, with the lions? Yeah, because you, you told me yesterday when I asked uh, how they. Well, I don't know if they do it or if they contract out with somebody that does it at a special price or whatever. But, yeah, so if you needed lenses, um, so what they're asking you to do, too, is they will take contributions of um, frames for people. Oh, okay, good. All right, and then, but Jerry's question was, um, well, how are they going to know the prescriptions of the people there you go so what they do is they fill the prescriptions with something else and put them in those lenses so that you get a lens and you get the prescription that 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 you need but um okay yeah i don't know how they do that we can ask sam maybe there's a yeah a company or something that helps them with uh donations of the the lenses yeah all, all the all everybody would be different yeah no no they would have to do it that way yeah yeah the the did you plug it in the right one? I did. Are you not hearing anything? Uh, nope, it's plugged in. <laughs> yep, maybe not. Now maybe right. not. <laughs> is that better? It is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. It, got, it, got, it got potted down for some reason. Oh, okay. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And uh, let's see. You were helping some folks. Well, both Jerry and I were there. They're trying to... Looks like they got a new pool situation, and they're trying to figure out what plants they grow that that fit the look. And of course, pool can be challenging because of those volatile, that evaporation from yeah. chlorine and things, and hot, hot sun. Um, we uh, were talking the vincas, and uh, the but they water. wanted something to last. A perennial. They wanted a perennial. Well, and she wants wants a uh, succulent. I, I could tell she did not care for our. Uh, oh, she didn't dwarf, like Aurelia. No, not our dwarf, Dwarfarelia. Okay, um, but that the, suc, the succulents are even harder to fit to fit in that kind of a situation. Yeah, Aurelia will take uh, hot weather, and uh, I mean. Uh, 
hot weather and uh, wet weather and dry weather. So yeah. that's right. that's the nice thing about it. And it's it's uh, kind of a disciplined grower, and it fill it will fill the, yeah. whatever ground you've got. It'll that's spread good. spread in the container too. I even like. Uh, uh, those uh, small Nandinas in pool, in yeah, pool situation. Work. There's, you know, there's four or five different ones that uh, uh, don't get very large, and they've got co- colorful foliage. Disciplined growers, mm-hmm. nearly as tough as the Ruelia too. Oh, there's Mary. Uh, we were trying. I was trying to find yeah, Mary. Yeah, yeah, she told me yesterday that she'd stop by today. Oh, good. They, they, they kept her busy yesterday. That's a good Talk thing. Talk about the children's deal. Good. Uh, I was looking at uh, yesterday's paper, and uh, Neil Spare is a question and after segment. And uh, he, uh, he got a question. I'm, a, I'm attaching a couple of photo. No, I'm sorry. I'm reading the wrong one. I have, we have two 8 by 10 raised bed uh, vegetable beds, and nematodes have invaded the soil. Uh, we are aware of the ways to solarize with clear plastic in the summer, but are wondering about products that might help. Can you offer any advice? And he, uh, Neil, referred them to... Uh, a uh, publication in uh, North Carolina State Extension uh, publications and gave the uh, URL, uh, gave the address to find that. Mm-hmm. So after I spent half an hour putting that URL in there, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I thought I'd look at it. It's at, uh, because he said. Uh, uh, the uh, the people of in North Carolina, however, do show great promise in dealing with nematodes if you follow their guidelines. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the when you get nematodes, you you should do what they recommend. But uh, and it's the same. We we recommend more. On plantanswers.com, and that's an easier address to remember. <laughs> uh, just go into plantanswers.com and do uh, do a search for nematodes. Okay, I'm gonna do that now. On the on the with the first search engine to the left. Okay. And you'll find a lot of information on it, as well as a col- a a column that we wrote. That uh, and we had it on the front page there for a long time, of plantanswers dot com, and uh, it's got pictures with it. Uh, the article article's got pictures in it of nematodes and damaged nematodes. This article for North Carolina only had two pictures in it. What? Yeah. I've got bunches of pictures. With, <laughs> it's hard with, to imagine with though. My I would kind of. Attractive pictures you can have of nematodes. I was oh looking. yeah, lumpy roots. I How guess. do I spell nematodes? N e m a t o d e s. Okay, cool. All right. And uh, the first search engine. First. Search oh, the first one. Yeah. Search for the answer or. 
the first search engine. All right. On the top. Oh. <laughs> I went to the wrong one. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, one interesting thing I did find in the North Carolina uh, deal, which I didn't have in mind, is a listing of uh, n- resistant varieties of uh, nematode, for nematode. List of plant species? Plant, plant uh, hybrids. Uh, I mean, uh, varieties that are resistant to uh, uh, nematode. In fact, they, they've got one I've heard of, a uh, uh, butter bean called a uh, lima bean called nemagreen which is supposed to be resistant to nematode, thus the name Nima, Nima Green. And uh, they mentioned they do snap beans and uh, English peas, uh, one called Wando, which we used to have on a seed rack here, and at one time was Miss Nethery's uh, favorite uh, English pea. And uh, southern peas, cow peas, uh, California black eye number five, which is a, a, a an old time uh, variety, and I didn't realize they were resistant to southern to nematodes. Uh, to, uh, to nematodes. Uh, they list bell peppers that I never heard of. And they list the uh, jewel sweet potato as being nematode resistant. Mm. And uh, jewel and red jewel, those are the upgrade of, of sweet potatoes. Uh, I, think, I think it's been on the market probably for 30 or 40 years. Uh, it was just coming out of when I was in uh, going to... Uh, uh, graduate school and I, I was so very surprised to go down to the t- ch- tomato cherry or grape listing and guess what they had BHN 968 yeah how did you know that Kevin yeah. <laughs> he's psychic uh, BHN 968 which came out of this program our, our program here in San Antonio but uh, they also list for small fry, which was an A&M release. But I don't think you can get seed of small fry anymore. So, uh, but you, there's, uh, as we always mention, and in fact, the uh, they're available here in one gallon size, uh, Celebrity and Tycoon, right? Celebrity Tycoon and. Uh, the one I can never remember. Roma? Uh, no, no, no. Valley Cat? Valley Cat. Valley Cat. So we've got four that are r- relatively easy to find that are nematode resistant for tomatoes, if you want to grow. Yeah. Uh, they list uh, Celebrity and Celebrity Supreme F1, which we've tested, and not nearly as good as Celebrity, mm. the plain old the original celebrity uh but they do mention celebrity uh, and uh the the other uh tomato they list was uh amelia 
I didn't realize the media was nematode resistant. But I'll, I'll have to go back and check. And that was a rodeo tomato back several years ago. And people liked it so much, we made it rodeo tomato twice. And I caught a lot of hell over that day <laughs> for having the same tomato two years in a row. But uh, Amelia is uh, it's supposed to be nematode resistant. I'll have to check that. Now, sweet corn is uh, the corns. Yeah, the corn. Good. All corns are uh, nematode resistant. But uh, I found that interesting. But Neil, Neil could have saved us. They talked about uh, nematode measures will significantly reduce root knot and other nematodes from the garden site. The continued combined use of rotation, which very few people can do in a small garden, resistance, like in the tomato varieties, and cultural practices will minimize nematode damage. And over time, will reduce the nematodes to low, a low population level, so that a serious problem is not likely to occur. Uh, I disagree with that. Uh, they talk about our our uh, uh, the same thing things we talk about in our article on PlantAnswers.com uh, as. Uh, they mention uh, solarization, which doesn't work, which is a pain. It doesn't get it doesn't go deep enough and get hot enough oh. to work on nematodes. Hmm. It works on uh, three or four uh, uh, fungi complexes in the soil, which uh, are, are more heat sensitive. Uh, to, and so it works on those. But as far as nematodes are concerned, nematodes can go deep. And the only way we've, we've had them in the greenhouse, and the only way we can figure to get rid of them is replace the beds. Now, that's a, that's a lot of work. But, uh, uh, and we can't, you can't rotate in the, in the greenhouse, Harley. It's not easy replacing the bed and getting all the nematodes. I guess I guess you don't have to get absolutely all the nematodes, but I've I've seen unfortunately people that have replaced the soil, and uh, this corner still has nematodes. Yeah. That corner still has nematodes. In That's it. true. You got to be thorough. Yeah. And then your expectation is that three or four years, the nematodes are going to be back. Yeah. Spreading into the area. Now, what about what what about our uh, uh, the uh, growing the winter. They mentioned that. Uh, they mentioned marigolds and cereal rye, uh, just like I, I we I do in the in the article, in my article. So uh, anyway, we we learned about a few. That I'm going I'm going to investigate. Uh, they also listed some uh, BHN varieties. Uh, that's uh, we've had a lot of uh, BHN varieties that were made rodeo tomatoes, and uh, they they mentioned uh, about three that I don't know if we've tested or not. So I'm gonna 
look those up and uh, see if see if uh, we need to get some seed of those. Hey, let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210 497 3760. Also that day from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com The bride is radiant, the groom is nervous, they say I do, and the preacher says you may kiss the bride. The tears of joy flow these are the moments you'll treasure forever. The artistry of David Pizzat Photographers captures these moments in the most beautiful way possible. Right now, you can get David Pizzat's premier wedding package, valued at $5,500 for only $3,500, on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. President Trump says Jewish Americans who vote for Democrats demonstrate, quote, great disloyalty. It wasn't clear whether he meant disloyalty to himself, disloyalty to America, or disloyalty to Israel. I'm betting it was the third. Some Jews are Republicans and conservative, but polls and voting patterns have shown most of them vote for liberal Democrats, even though they often oppose Israel and support Palestinians who wish to destroy the Jewish state. It simply proves that for liberal Jews, liberalism is foremost and religion and culture are secondary. Anyone familiar with the history of Jewish persecution, including today, must know the Jewish people in Israel are one and the same. Both testaments prove it. For Jews to vote for and support Democrats who promote boycotts against Israel and so-called peace plans that would lead to the elimination of the country is suicide. One doesn't have to be a religious Jew to understand that Israel is fundamental to the preservation of the Jewish people. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary.
Burgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We talked about it yesterday, but if you're going to get out on the deck and enjoy uh, the cooler weather when it gets here, but that deck doesn't look like you want it to, you need to call Barry Hagendorf at Deck and Patio Care. He's been doing this since 1985, and uh, Deck uh, Care is his specialty. He, he is what we call, or I call, a, a geek in this. He studied it. He knows all the sealers. He knows which ones work best. I mean, really, get talking to Barry about Deck Care, and you will be amazed that there was that much information and how much he knows. But you don't even have to talk to him. Just go to deckandpatiocare.com, deckandpatiocare.com, and take a look at the pictures of the before and afters. As Barry says, your deck really can look new again. Uh, for more information, uh, deckandpatiocare.com or uh, call 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147 for Deck and Patio Care. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got a line open right now. Do we? So we can, they can call in. Uh-huh. You better hurry. I know. Uh, well, we do have people that wait until the very last like, five know. minutes to call. So I'm going to encourage you to call now while we can spend some time with you. 210-308-8867. Uh, <clears throat> I was, again, reading uh, Neil's articles, or questions and answers. And uh, let's see, where is it? Oh, yeah. He has, has a question on bananas. Mm-hmm. Oh, the big banana. It's a banana deal. Banana blight. <laughs> and the question was, my banana plants are six feet tall, produce lots of green leaves, and have done so for several years, but they don't bear any fruit. Why? Uh, and Neil answers, bananas... We have in home gardens in Texas almost never produced mature fruit. We get that call a lot. <laughs> well, we have in the past. Yeah, people mature fruit. They were there. Yeah, they. Oh, they don't get mature fruit. Yeah, they they call in and I had bananas, but they never did anything. I, I think it's not not overly hard to get fruit. It's just it takes. It's a timing to, thing. Isn't yeah, it? it's a two season growing yeah. seasons. And so, <laughs> yeah. I, I disagree with his analysis. Oh, if you work if you work hard enough, if you want banana, you can can get them. Now the reason the banana plant doesn't have bananas is because they lose to to coal. Right. Uh, they lose that uh, main stalk, main stem. It, uh, that, that main stem has to be in place for, uh, I think, 14, 15 months before it will initiate banana, a banana cluster. So it means basically you're protecting it you through gotta one prote- winter. you got to protect it through the winter, yeah. One winter at least, yeah. And uh, a lot of people uh, dig it up. I've, I've done the deal, banana deal. Yeah. And, uh, and they're easy to dig. All you do is wait till the first first frost kills the top leaves. Then you go in there with a machete 
uh, I, I always envisioned myself as being. Uh, did you ever watch Rama of the Jungle, Mm-mm. Calvin? Oh yeah, you're old enough. <laughs> but there used to be a TV program called Rama of the Jungle, and the big deal about it is they were using machetes to cut through the jungle, right. cut them a path through the jungle. <laughs> And uh, when I go out to remove my banana leaves in the in the spring in the fall, I would uh, uh, I I'd think that I was in a jungle somewhere. And so you just cut them off, cut the uh, the burnt leaves off, uh, right where they come into the trunk, uh, and uh, uh, and then you dig the plant. Uh, you dig the dig the plant bigger bigger the better, and the the neat thing about bananas is you don't have to uh, you don't have to get a lot of root system. They 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 have very fibrous roots, so you can just uh, dig a dig a, maybe a foot out from them if that far, and uh, dig all around them and uh, a foot out and then pop them out of the ground. Now that's where the problem starts, because a banana is all almost all water, and those things are heavy. Oh. So uh, when you dig it out, let it kind of fall into a wheelbarrow or something, and then wheel it around to the garage, or somewhere that you can maintain that temperature of that stall, uh, forty-five degrees and above. Okay. Uh, I, I put mine in the garage. Now, the neat thing about it is you don't have to water them or anything like that because they're solid water. They're solid water and a little, little or, material, plant material. And uh, keep them, and then uh, next spring, uh, the following spring, uh, when the temperature is going to be uh, above 45 degrees, here that would be... Uh, uh, April 1st. All right. April 1st. And then you just pop it back, uh, wheel it out to the, <laughs> out to where you want to plant it, and pop, and just pop it in the ground. And so the key there is that central. Yeah, that's the main stalk. Yeah. And that's, and that, alternate, uh, ways people have tried are, I remember when we used to make, uh, Fences, uh, make little fences around yeah. them and fill them full of leaves right? so that you protected that central stem. And a lot of people believe you could wrap them in paper. I, I, I never thought that would, would, would keep them above 45. Yeah. You could, uh, the, the leaves work sometimes, too. At the, yeah. Especially if you had them in a sheltered spot to begin with. Right. And then uh, after you put them in the ground, after you stand them up, you probably have to uh, stake and time because uh, they're heavy and uh, they have, have no root system. Uh, but uh, then you start cutting the top with your machete <laughs> or a large butcher knife. You start cutting the top back. Mm-hmm where the brown is and you cut it back till you see green okay they they uh, banana grows uh, like uh, telescopes telescopes it's uh 
it leaves out from the center. And so uh, you, you want to cut it back until you see green and no brown. And then leave, and then leave it alone. And it'll telescope, uh, telescope some leaves first, and then it'll t- uh, telescope uh, a banana cluster. Huh. So yeah, do you agree with uh, Neil in that that those are low quality bananas? Yeah. Or? Well, they're not the best. They're um, not what you buy in the grocery. They're fine though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that, all that information uh, is on PlantAnswers.com. Uh, all you, all you got to do, Milton, is search for banana. All right. In that first search box on plantanswers.com. Very easy to find. And uh, the question we got uh, on Plant Answers is, I've got bananas growing in my backyard, and I know you're not going to believe it. This is the question. They have produced little bananas. <laughs> so there was a there, and he wanted to know how to tell when they're ripe or how to make them ripen. Uh, and I gave him that information. Now the reason we're talking about bananas is because our uh, reporter in Dallas, yeah. Dennis, I'm uh, not in Austin, Austin. Austin. Yeah, Dennis. Uh, several, I guess, several weeks ago, he sent me a article about uh, bananas going to extinct. Yeah, we're losing all our bananas. And I, I like bananas, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that got me upset. But uh, there's a, a a disease, a fungus disease, uh, called Fusarium wilt tropical race four. Okay. Now we have uh, we have resistance to a Fusarium in tomatoes. Oh. In fact, that's uh, uh that's one of the. Uh, a lot of times you see a, uh, an F on... Uh, VFN. VFN. And the F for, for Fusarium. There you go. So um, we have that uh, resistance on tomatoes, but uh, they don't have it yet on uh, on bananas. And the only way they're, uh, the only way they're controlling, controlling it is to... Uh, Eradicate most of the plants from which from affected fields. In other words, they can they condemn or contain them uh, by uh, when they see the the, the disease. Yeah. But uh, this TR four, they call it, this fusarium, can l- linger in the soil for thirty years. Wow. <laughs> well, and I was trying to understand the article. I think it said because it's a Kavanaugh banana, right? Which is yeah, the banana that, that that's, we buy. That's the main banana, the the yeah. weed, and uh, that that's the one that it's is that variety is more susceptible to uh, to the disease. And they're explaining something because all bananas are ident- all the Kavanaughs are identical, right. so, so they all carry. They're clones. Yeah. Okay. okay. Vegetatively reproduced. Okay. So they all carry the fungus sort of within them, and then once they have it, okay, they have they have it on the root system. All right, 
but uh, so they have to, like I say, quarantine the, the field. Uh, well, and so they're trying to. Do you want to? Are you going to go into the <laughs> the four the poor five plants that that may save bananas? Yeah, they've got. Uh, they're looking for. Uh, this one, one, he sent two articles, and one said bananas are on the brink of extinction. Extinction, extinction yeah, in capital letters. So you know it's serious. As de- as a as devastating tropical disease spreads across tro- crops, world worldwide, researchers warn. Uh, did you know banana is the most Consumed fruit in the world? No, it didn't. That doesn't surprise me, though. I I, I never thought about that. No, I didn't either. I, I, I but it is. Well, yeah. it's an it's an amaz- amazing procedure and process. Uh, ships, oh, yeah. ship, ships that do entirely bananas all the time, you know, and uh, <clears throat> ripening takes can take place in the ship or when you get to your destination. And yeah. It's uh, just an ama- amazing process. Yeah. Uh, H-E-B. Uh, yeah, it had one involved. of the largest banana ripening facilities in the world, right here in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to uh, Panama to a banana plantation with Joe Bradbury and uh, almost died down there in an airplane deal, but yeah. uh, that's another story. But <laughs> anyway... Uh, I've almost died three times in my life, and all three of them were with Joe Bradbury. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) One of the co-founders of Millburger. You'll have to share that story sometime. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I I took some step-by-step pictures of banana. Went into a banana boat, took pictures of that, and uh, I got up in the middle of the night last night to see if I still had those pictures, and they were on slides. Oh. So I don't have them on the Internet. You'll have to get them converted. Yeah, I might have to look the, look those up. But it's a step-by-step uh, procedure of uh, harvesting bananas, which is uh, those, those ships, those, those ships that, uh, that uh, they ship those bananas up here are, are massive. Huh. They're just massive. And the most, uh, the, uh, what I, the main thing I learned there is the most valuable thing on a banana plantation is a ripe banana. They have to bring, <laughs> because uh, they gas the bananas to make them turn from green to yellow. Right. And uh, they, they, they're harvested in a green state from the, from the plant. And they're shipped to, to the United States and other countries in a green state. And then they have to be gassed according to where they want them to ripen. So bananas are interesting, interesting commodity. Yeah. So there are five plants in Madagascar. There you go. Like there are only five of the ever, anywhere. <laughs> and they're in Madagascar. And they produce, if I remember, I'm trying to. To recall here, unedible fruit, but they're resistant right. to the fungus, and so they're trying to hybridize them uh, with these. And 
Yeah. I think if this doesn't work, it's the end for the bananas. <laughs> well, the, uh, what he's talking about is uh, uh, scientists hope to save the fruit by creating a hybrid with a rare ma- ma- another banana. <laughs> where there are only five plants left in the world. Yeah. Of that particular banana. So, uh, I, I smell a, uh, a, a GMO coming. Oh, where they're going to yeah. genetically modify bananas yeah. so that they are resistant to the... Yeah. Huh. That would be the way to do it on a large-scale basis. I was thinking, since it seemed to be root stuff, that, you know, you don't you have grapes that don't grow on their own roots because they... Yeah. Could you do that with bananas or all the all banana varieties uh, except this particular one? Oh, have the same. Have the same. Uh, okay. There, there's no resistant variety. But there's, you know, there's uh, could be all, uh, lots of ways that we don't know about yet, or there could oh. be some some accidental discovery. So, so don't don't <laughs> panic yeah, on my way. Don't nothing's absolutely. I don't have to go to H E B right now during <laughs> the show. To, well, you yeah, can, you can bet that there's a lot of uh, speculation and oh, strategizing to on an economic. Yeah, that they've uh, invested all these. Oh yeah, plantations well, when you and ships. A lot of money, billions of dollars at stake here. Countries. Yeah, countries that rely on bananas as a main crop. I sure am going to ho- uh, be upset if they come up with only a GMO bananas, and so the people that don't want a good GMO plants and and produce are going to have to make a decision whether they want to eat bananas. Or well, not. Jerry will have to eat those little little ones that we grow in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a black market and somebody will come... Black market bananas? Yeah, sneaking into the nursery <laughs> from the back and it's for Parsons and throw it on their porch and run away, you know. Yeah, it's funny. Bananas go from having a good reputation, then for a while they had a bad reputation, and now they're good again. Yeah. The... Diet stuff is so confusing. You know anyway. what that you know what that proves, Milton? What? Just don't listen to these people. Okay. Forget well, it. Well, they they keep telling me things to eat, not, not to it. eat. I know it. It's, and then they change. They do change. Give so, them a month. Okay, we're gonna we're so, gonna change. So trace <laughs> topics. Do we have bananas here? I think Plants. Have, I think we have a handful. I'd have to go check. Okay. All right. We'll get them quick. <laughs> um, call for your bananas now at 210-497-3760. we got to take a break. Can you hang on? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break and come back. We'll introduce you to the plant of the weekend. Trace will tell you what's coming up at the nursery. All that right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11. And it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost. But we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-497. Three seven six zero. Also that day, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings 
for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com Um, excuse me. Yes! In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundsanantonio.com. Surroundsanantonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. Your life is an important one. Here at 9.30 a.m. The Answer, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you with a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we would love for you to tell us about it. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message on a camera or mobile device. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. Visit 930amtheanswer.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's 930amtheanswer.com, keyword story. There's a fruit store on our street, it's run by a Greek, and he keeps good things to eat, but you should hear him speak. When you ask him anything, he never answers no. He just yeses you to death. And as he takes your dough, he tells you, yes, of course, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We've string beans and onions, kabodges and scallions, and all kinds of fruit. And say, we have an old-fashioned tomato. A Long Island potato, but yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 938. Got a song for everything, don't we? He does. He does. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I don't know what to think of that. It sort of saddens me. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Should scare the hell out of Yeah, me. actually, 
210-308-8867. I want to tell you quickly about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. If you're looking for a pest control company, if the one you have now, if you don't have one or the one you have now isn't doing the job, uh, take a look at Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. These guys do a great job. I know tons of folks that use them and love Warren Remy and love Spider-Man Pest Control. Uh, you can give them a call. and uh, Tons of folks. Are they all heavy? No, they're just, I, I put them all in a room, so there's lot, There's that many. Uh, oh, okay. These are very thin people. That's how many there are, oh, okay. Calvin. Um, <laughs> and I first uh, learned of Spider-Man from a restaurant uh, that had a, a situation with bats that they, they could not, <laughs> I know, that they couldn't get rid of. They had had two other pest control companies. Spider-Man was the last one they called because Spider-Man was the one that fixed it. And uh, that's uh, that's the kind of business he has, and that's the kind of the way he operates. So give him a call and learn more at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or call him at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721 for Spider-Man Pest Control. You, mean, you mean the customer didn't like those bats over there? Evidently not, and I think the uh, health... I thought it would be lovely to have bats flying around while you eat. I think well, it wasn't so bad if they weren't pooping on you. Yeah, well, that's true, too. I yeah. think the health people didn't like the bats. Oh, Yes, okay. and so... This was her livelihood depended on Spider-Man getting rid of those bats and keeping them out. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it made a big difference to her. She swore by them. Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control. We've told people how a bat can poop hanging upside down. We have. You'll have to go back and listen to the podcast <laughs> to find that show. Trace is up on the porch with I us. I bet Trace didn't hear it. I, I didn't hear it, and I'm not sure I want to hear it. <laughs> I know. It's, I was going to say, Trace, you got to help us here. Well, what's going on? You said uh, yesterday that you'd know more about what was happening this week today. Do you know more about what's oh, happening? Oh, I do. Oh, uh, my goodness. You look, at, look at that big smile on his face. Cold weather vegetable or cool weather vegetable yeah, there you in go. quantity this coming week. All right. Broccoli, a couple different varieties of cabbage, cauliflower, uh, kale, okay. and uh, collards. Wow, so kale is coming in. We had the guy that wanted to plant from seed. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. But, but y'all were talking about transplants in a couple of weeks. Well, now it's transplants in a couple of days. Yes. <laughs> they are interesting on that kale. I, I th- Did you order the... Uh, just kale, or there's varieties there's, of kale. Uh, they have two different varieties available. So that, pe- that people uh, <laughs> people break the tips off <laughs> of and make those uh, things that they drink in the morning. <laughs> you smoothies? Know yeah, little, yeah, smoothies. Okay. And they put kale in there. They do. And uh, we, uh, we grew some for a person down south, and uh, the kale, the kale plants... Outgrew his appetite pretty quick. Oh, because all he wanted was the tender tips. Hmm. And he break those off, and that just irritate the kales. You know, I mean, it would oh, really take off growing. Nothing worse than an angry kale. Yeah. Um, and we were we were pumping it with Osmocote, so it was really growing. Huh. So we got all those coming in. Yeah, there, there was a few other things too. So a okay. um, couple different varieties of eggplant. Ooh. And a uh, cup of beans and uh, cucumbers and squash. What kind of beans? Uh, bush beans. Oh, okay. Very cool. So, oh, and the squash, that's good because we had someone calling about that too. Hey, uh, before we go on, I want to help Pam before we have to go to break. Can you hang on a sec? Yeah, sure. 
And you, you stay with us and help Pam, too. She's got a question at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Pam? Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Well, hello. Um, hello. I have a question. Hey. Um, I have a question about um, a foxtail palm tree. Um, my husband and I went down to the coast recently, and, and I seen one planted, and they're gorgeous. I was wanting to plant one at my house, uh, but I don't even know where to find it or how extensive the root system is. Um, so any information you can tell me would be great. They're all looking at each Fox other. <laughs> right, so uh, to my knowledge, that is a uh, non-cold tar- tolerant palm tree. Yeah, right. What was the name again? Foxtail. Foxtail. Oh, so, uh, you could grow it like we do. Queen, like we should grow queen palms in pots and move it in and out for cold. Uh, we don't carry them here because people would try to put them in the ground, and uh, that's that, you condemn it. The day you put one of those in the ground, you've condemned it to die. Uh, it's not a matter of if we get cold enough; it's when will we get cold enough. Okay. Yeah, we were. Uh, we went down to um, a little town called Rivera. It's south of Corpus, and um, these people had them planted planted in their yard, and they were fairly large, They're gorgeous. Now, very seldom ever freezes in Corpus, so uh, okay. I, I can I can see them right. well there and at Brownsville. Uh, but here, they would have to be grown as a container plant, moved in and out. Oh, and yeah. I, we haven't stocked them in years, so uh, right. my assumption mm-hmm. is you probably need to get that from a nursery uh, down south. Is there something okay. similar that you could that might kind of uh, satisfy? Her? I mean, the, the the best palms for our area are going to be like uh, sable, okay, and uh, Mediterranean fan windmill. Uh, and they don't look anything like that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, Pam. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad you told me, so I would I, I'd look him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very get? much. Thanks. Bye, Pam. You, you take care, Pam. I would imagine they'd get quite big. Oh, okay. Okay. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. What else, Trace? Um, I think it's time. Is it time for the <laughs> plant of the weekend? So we had a few people call in yesterday, and uh, oh, good, uh, three are gone, so there's seven. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a uh, chrysandra, and it's a beautiful plant. I've seen years ago. We used to sell them as house plants, and I think they do actually quite well in a high light area inside. But traditionally, they're orange. Yeah, and I have seen some yellow, uh, but this one has a uh, bluish green hue to the bloom, mm-hmm. and they call it, we. She looked it up, and they're calling it green ice. Uh, so tropical, maybe inside. Uh, definitely covered patio, moved in and out for cold. And it's very unique bloom. It almost looks artificial, huh. and uh, yeah, they're only six ninety nine. And uh, call and reserve one today. Yeah, so we got seven left. Uh, check them out online, and then um, uh, either come by now or call 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and they'll put aside. Like Trey said, I had about three or four people that called yesterday, three people, I think, called, and uh, had them put them aside, and they'll do that for you. And they're 699 in the one-gallon container. 
And we had ours. I think we moved it outside and it didn't like it. But I don't know why we did. But the one, the orange one, we had that inside for a while and it did really well. Uh, until we, for some reason, decided maybe we just placed it out there and forgot about it. I can't remember. <laughs> Something happened. It's plant abuse. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. But that's what keeps me coming back to Milburgers. It does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Anything else? We got the cool vegetables. Uh, well, I heard you're already doing, talking about next weekend. Yeah, like speaking of fall vegetable gardening, uh, we talked about, uh, we'll talk about the Lions Club after the break, but talk about the fall vegetable gardening class for kids. So it's... Uh, at, at Millburgers, we want we want to see the children out and learning about the real world. So we offer uh, seminars for the kids to keep their interest. You know, recently bats we've had, mm-hmm. birds of prey, things that, that kids would be interested in. Bees, um, yeah, yep. So most of most kids don't know how their food gets to their table. So we think it's a, a good idea. Sure, they that, do. They go to the HEB. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what they think. So uh, anyway. Uh, this would be a great one for kids to actually learn how to plant vegetables. They can watch them grow, and then they can eat them. And that's, uh, you know, that's a key. This, this, uh, everybody always just goes through life not, not realizing where these things come from and the, the work that's involved in, in getting it to the table. So, uh, so uh, and this is a great introduction for kids. Mary is going to be teaching, and she does a wonderful does. job. Uh, making it hands-on and interactive. All we ask is that you make your reservation. There is no cost, and and your kids will leave with something uh, as well. So, uh, but but we have to supply all the materials. So, uh, call four nine two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero and just make your reservations for next saturday it's 10 to 11 mm-hmm. and they do get to plant some some plants yeah she'll have it set up for that and i believe uh she's giving them some seeds to take home as that's well. what i understood too and and then they can come by and visit their plants they here can. if they don't uh yeah do they name them uh, <laughs> that'd be cool i don't know about that uh, <laughs> little fred here comes fred he's coming what have you all had in the past what vegetable what I think uh, broccoli and bro- yeah, she's done broccoli, done very well with it, uh, yeah. all the way to harvest uh, the uh, the the um, Crawford lettuce. Oh, that's we did a good. A, one we did too. a bed of that last year, and um, Mary harvested that all the way through. All right, cool. So two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. We're going to take a break. While we do, you call us at 210-308-8867 and let us talk gardening with you. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is on the porch with us. And we're talking uh, gardening with you at 210-308-8867. I mentioned we'd uh, talk, too, about the Lions Club event after the news. And let's uh, talk about it real quick. That's also happening next Saturday. Um, and uh, that's going to be here at the nursery from 9 to 3. It's screenings for adults and kids. Uh, this is the mission of the Lions Club. They're also going to be educating folks on their camps that they have here. They'll be taking donations of frames. Uh, if you've got old frames, they can be... That's yeah, a real opportunity, to, all those glasses that you've accumulated, yeah. to get 
get them into some uh, good use. So yeah, to help somebody out with yeah. them. So that's a fairly. Uh, it's uh, more a matter of just remembering, like you were going to bring them and just forgot, which is yeah. what happens. So just put them aside and be sure to bring them sometime between nine and three uh, next week, and uh, you can donate them. And then uh, they'll be doing screenings for kids, screenings for adults, uh, health screenings and stuff like that, too, for that are related to the eyes. Uh, so lots of stuff. Uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com to get more details. MillburgerNursery.com. And uh, then you can find out all about it. It's going to be a good, a good event and a real important one, too, if you've got a kid. I've had a couple people ask me already that came by today as I was setting up that were asking if they're going to be here and do they do this and do they help you with glasses. Well, this is their mission. So you can come out and find out all the details. They'll be happy to tell you. Plus, they're going to think they're going to bring some other folks, too. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, the, I think it sounds like they'll have the guide dogs of Texas and other folks as well. So we'll find all that out next Saturday, but mark it on your calendar to come out and be a part of both the events, the children's gardening class or the uh, screening for kids and adults by the Lions Club. All right. and, and Trace's uh, members has dropped back to, to uh, only sell in the uh, uh, gallon-sized tomato plants of, of the correct varieties. And uh, that's that's probably a good good deal. That's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do because they'd they be easier to establish, even in this hot weather. And uh, when Milton and I were walking by uh, yesterday, I, I told him, I said, look at these tomatoes, Milton. They had, don't have a tomato fruit on them. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Because I, I, I get real upset when uh, they start setting fruit and people come in and, well, they'll buy the, fr- the tomato with the fruit on it. And that's the one that's going to be stunted by uh, coming into a, a fruiting situation. So uh, these are, are large plants that uh, have been fertilized well and... Uh, are are big and have grown a massive plant system and are ready to set the uh, fruit when the uh, first cool snap comes so uh they're they're perfect for 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 your home garden you see if you put it off this far and uh i'm i'm thinking about uh i was going to take some down south and uh i was going to take a four and a half inch but they've been hotter down there <laughs> than uh, than we have, so I'm thinking about taking all the gallons. Probably best. Yeah. Even even though they are, cost a little more, uh, you realize that they've been growing these in the greenhouse for uh, for weeks, weeks. Well, well, and you do. The they might cost a little more, but if you. Uh, it's the only way you're going to get uh, tomatoes that beat, yeah. uh, beat the freeze. That you know your your cost per tomato produced is uh, yeah, and they, more they, reasonable. They have now, to stake in time. Too. Yeah. Now the uh, folks that did have uh, planted tomatoes out there, there's some uh, some of them are starting to set fruit. We had uh, Billy McKenzie. Yeah, sent, uh, sent I, I, sent, I brought the picture <laughs> showing us. <laughs> Billy uh, sent that. And of course, Billy is always pretty successful yeah, with his tomatoes. Yeah, showing off. Which is okay, Billy. We don't mind. You saw what tomato it was, didn't you? 
Wasn't it? Who is That's it? That's definitely a heat setter. Yeah, who is it? Is it Jerry that poo poos those little tomatoes all the time? Yeah. He doesn't like yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't, he doesn't want to compare them to the yeah. larger right, tomatoes. Right, right, yeah. right. And they hated Tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, the but the uh, Ruby Crush Likes and now, the VHN 968 are both trying hard. They're, they're, they're ready. You give, you give us about three more degrees, four more degrees that night, <laughs> and you're, we're going to be. We're going to have plenty of little fruit ready. I'm surprised Ruby Crush is a smaller tomato than BH-968. Oh, and So the, I'm surprised it hadn't ripened sooner. It hasn't or has? It had, had not. I, you said they're not having ripened yet. Have oh, no. I've got, I've got uh, fruit on both, but yeah. uh, they haven't ripened, no. And I think Billy does, too. Yeah. All right, again, 210-308-8867. Do you want to talk about some of the items that are on sale this week, too? Well, the biggest one is the uh, perennials. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is the last week of that. Uh-oh. So, uh, oh Take advantage of it, especially if you're going to consider doing a sauce package, because a lot of these are on there. If you're going to make a butterfly or hummingbird garden, some great deals on that. Uh, it's got the Greg's Mist and the, the uh, Red Porter Weed. Butterfly weed, lantanas wow. are all in there. So Those it's a, easy to make a good butterfly garden very inexpensively. Does Calvin like the porter weed? I can't remember. No, I don't remember. I love it. <laughs> I actually see, I think there's some more uh, good-looking zinnias down there, too, aren't there? There's some nice six-inch zinnias yeah. over there, yeah. Yeah, so if you're if you're uh, going to make get, uh, set, get set to uh, welcome the, the monarchs, will start coming this uh, next month. Uh, get some of those zinnias, too. You, between all those things that uh, Trace has mentioned, the uh, milkweed, uh, porterweed, mistflower, zinnias, and, of course, we mentioned the uh, uh, vincas. Lots of, lots of good blooming plants that uh, will provide nectar for, for those uh, monarch butterflies when they come in here for over the next two months. Yeah, I always walk walk by the Duranta and Goldstar Esperanza and Thrialis, which is deer resistant. Yeah, and uh, I've I've pretty well determined that the Thrialis, followed by Goldstar Esperanza, are the longest blooming summer plants that we have. Because I mean that Thrialis. It's still going strong. It's still going strong. See it from a distance. It's good you mentioned Duranta too, because they. That's where I got kind of introduced to monarchs was uh, my neighbor, Bart, has a Duranta that he loves. And uh, and that a few years ago uh, just uh, <laughs> amazed me. It was just covered. Yeah. With uh, And it's one of the most popular nectar sources in the ah. fall. And they're on stale still. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And they're in Fourteen eighty-eight in the 12-inch pot. And it's a ready-to-display pot, so you can just... Yeah. Put it down and enjoy it. And there, there's. Uh, I checked, double checked yesterday, and they do have uh, clusters of yellow berries. Yeah, oh, there's a lot of berries already forming yeah, over that's there. That's what so, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So if you get those, you'll have uh, blooms that will attract the the butterflies right away, and then of course uh, you'll have a plant that comes back every year with uh, nectar, nectar and berries. And the deer, yeah, the, I think the deer will eat Duranta, but they will not eat Thrialis. 
Yeah. Or, well, in my neighborhood, they don't eat Esperanza either. Yeah. But uh, Doralis. Now, hopefully, we'll get some uh, rain. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it doesn't look like the forecast is too no. optimistic. No. no. 20% chance this afternoon, but that's it for the week. Uh, you've got the uh, poinsettias on sale. We and, do. And the, the ones that are right in front of us that are bright orange and yellow. We, yep, and they're beautiful yeah. blooming. Uh, we did get in some of the uh, the pink variety. Oh, good. Okay. Um, in a gallon can. So uh, if you want something different, that's uh, same plant but different color bloom and uh, unique. Have you still got bougainvilleas? Yes. That's amazing. Those have been at half price for a long time. They had a lot of them. 50% off. It, it rained a lot during the, the our untimely, I guess, for, for bougainvilleas in the spring. So oh, okay. Every time we'd get some in, it rained and the blooms would all fall <laughs> off. So we yeah. have to get them back in the bloom. 50% off in every size. Well, let's see. They'll bloom till Thanksgiving, at least. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you drive around town, I didn't take a picture. I'll have to send you a picture. The ones in my neighborhood are really, really looking great. Uh, Nice and tall. Tall as the rooftop. And uh, they've got the big old cluster bloom on them. What about your Texas Sage advisory console? What are they saying about the room? I'll have to ask them. The meeting is tomorrow night, so I'll see what they... uh, yeah, I'll tell the, you next. The hay says it's going to rain. Yeah, the hay, the hay speaking. <laughs> so you, you can kind of listen to it. You as you walk by, you hear this. Hey, hey, come here. Hey. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. It looks like some kind of exhibit up there. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. What? I think we got some Boy Scouts coming. Oh yeah, Boy Scouts are here today. Or they just got here. Yeah, just got here selling popcorn. Popcorn. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Is so, there got any caladium bulbs left? Uh, yeah, we consolidated yesterday. There's still some. Good. And most of the colors. I think there's still ten different colors of them over there. Yeah, two fifty. So for <coughs> a big bulb. Mammoth specimen caladium bulbs. They have fancy leaf for shade or strap leaf for sun. I would uh, plant them both in the shade. To be safe. This year, yeah. But uh, the ones that, the one, the strap leaf, when that, uh, if you get them in early and get them established, they can take some sun. They don't like it, but they can take some. You know, the begonias are even having a little trouble with the sun oh, this, yeah. this year. We usually, we talk about, the, if you get them in early, they can tough it out. And they'll, they'll probably still tough it out, but... Uh, it's not their usual performance in in the sun. They're they're hanging on, and I uh, expect most of them will survive. And we'll get again. We'll get that cooler weather. They'll perk up a bit. Do you have any whoppers? Whoppers? I know you got a flat back a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I think those are gone. I think there's a few ten-inch pots running around, but uh, okay, not very many. Not a lot. Very cool. How about is this? Uh, uh, Trace, uh, the, these tomato, one-gallon tomatoes, uh, will we be getting more in, an, or is this going to this going to be? Well, the, I wasn't planning on ordering anymore. Okay, so, and this, you know, so what we're talking about is uh, this week. This week is the week you gotta, you need to get them in. 
and uh, the selection is still good here at Millburgers. All those that we recommended uh, varieties, all those we talked about today. But uh, you want to get them, want to get them planted. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, what kind of questions are you getting from folks when they come in the nursery? I got a lot of pictures this past week. Oh, really? Uh, of grass. Oh, oh, oh. So, brown, huh? Yeah. So then you got to go through the the cycle of either they're not watering it right or they're not mowing it right. Uh, but a lot of people they hadn't been mowing, and uh, so yeah. when, when they finally broke out their lawnmower on their Bermuda and cut it, it was all brown. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I've got, yeah. I've got that. I've got that uh, same message a couple of times too. You know how, or one, one was I asked him, "How tall are you mowing this?" You know, oh, well, I haven't really mowed it a well. It's about three and a half, four inches tall, and the, and uh, Bermuda grass in this kind of heat, when it's tall like that, is uh, show, looks like it's browning. And really, the all you need to do is cut it back, and it'll catch up. Uh, so Jerry and I were talking about yesterday too, and I think you you hinted at it within your statement just a minute ago. Uh, the first thing to suspect is a water situation. So you can test that with some hand watering. Uh, every you know every day for a while generously, and if if that if the brown area doesn't respond. To the hand watering, then you might suspect it's chinch bugs or something like that. But uh, most most of those, I think most of those browning areas are are turning out to be uh, water water situation, uh, especially if they're in the hottest part of the lawn. Uh, now the fungus, I guess we won't. I don't think we'll see much fungus until uh, a few weeks. Until it cools off and starts yeah. raining. Oh. Although you, some folks, I've seen it e- even in my neighborhood where they've got, they're watering the heck out of it and they've got a little low spot where the water kind of settles in and you can kind of see that perfect brown patch circle there. Uh, so you know, watch for that if you've got that pattern and then, then you just have to, uh, even now, I guess I did, it's hard to imagine that you could overwater when it's, Hundred degrees during the day, but uh, some folks are. Yeah, I got a uh, a question that Neil Sparer couldn't answer, and he sent it to me. Goodness, <laughs> and it it it, it demonstrates uh, the the uh, amount of it demonstrates how hard it is to answer questions. Uh, either over the phone or no. In a, here, this lady writes. Uh, Neil says, uh, "Need help in identifying these little burrs or clumps on my Texas sage. They grow, die, and then the ends of the limbs lose their leaves and die. Also, my location is 65 miles west of Odessa." I'll, I'll, you, you want to look at that picture? No, I, I already did. I already know what. <laughs> for, first, got to get the plant right. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there's picture two of, of, of what you were describing. 
And uh, Neil didn't have a clue what that was. He said, uh, so I wrote him back. I said, uh, the type of, uh, type of growth is symptomatic or virus, a virus infection or a hormone herbicide application or drift. If you look closely at the lower structures of your enhanced image, you will notice some anthers protruding from the flower buds. They may never open. If this is caused by a virus, the plant should be removed and destroyed. If you want to test this there, cut the plant back to the ground and let it re-sprout. If the sprouts are showing the same symptoms, it's definitely a virus. If the sprouts do not show the symptoms, then the damage was caused by a herbicide application or drift. This is my best guess. Guess. He sent that to the lady. And, Did you uh, want to see it again? Yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> and she said, uh, Neil said, I posted your note verbatim in a copy and paste. Look at, look at what she gave us back. And she oh. writes back. That was very interesting. <laughs> oh, dear. That's, uh, that could be a good starter or not I've so good. Tr- I've tried an, uh, an herbicide application twice. And it's not showing me any difference. I don't know what you mean by that. One side of the bush has no visible sign, but I would probably just take the whole thing out. I have a small transplant from this bush that I sprouted from an early, earlier this year, so I'll keep an eye on it also. It's in a different location. And then, the, and then she spills the beans on this last in the sentence on a on a side note uh-oh i have noticed there is nothing growing on the opposite side of the fence uh a commercial bed uh, a commercial building and they do spray to remove anything green oh <laughs> Uh, all that aside, I really appreciate you digging into the mystery. No pun intended. And Neil writes her back. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> there, there are industrial herbicides that are used to keep all vegetation from growing up on vacant lots, parking lots, and even enclosed lots. They definitely do contaminate the soil, and some of them will wash 10 or 20 feet or further in, in range if concrete involved is concrete involved. That is a very, very, very likely the clue we needed. As Jerry suggested, trim your plant way back beyond all of this damage and see if new growth doesn't come out normally. It might even take until spring. You may even want to visit with the people in the building or look up and down the fence on their side to see if any other plants are impacted. That is a huge hint. Wow. So uh, that that was a that was a, one of those herbicide applications, and that that uh, and uh, herbicide is the only growth hormone is the only thing I know that would uh, stimulate uh, buds. Okay. So those clumps of what she was seeing was flower buds. Oh wow. Hey, we got a couple more questions online. So, Trace, if you yeah. want to hang with us, great. Uh, Ann is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, Ann. What's going on? Hi. Good afternoon. I have a problem with a squirrel. 
I have a shepherd's rod in my back garden. It's six foot tall. I have a wild bird feeder on there, which I have beautiful birds coming. However, the squirrels climb up the pole, reach over, get the feeder, dump it out, and they eat what they can. I called the feed store. They told me to put Vaseline on the rod, <laughs> and this way the squirrels couldn't, you know, climb up all the way, but they still do. Do you have oh, a suggestion? Goodness. Do you have a suggestion what I could do? Well, there's uh, a number of options. Uh, you can, but they're, 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 none of them are real easy. I mean, you, you can get one of those... Uh, a different feeder, a feeder that is uh, more sturdy, uh, like a uh, oh, absolute feeder that's weight sensitive, got weight sensitive perches, and they and it's metal and they can't uh, uh, they can't chew through it. But that probably would mean you have to put it on a, a more solid post. Mm. Uh, then the other if thing is, if I put it what, on the what, post, what, they'll climb up the post. Yeah, but they can't. They will have trouble getting the seed out of that feeder because that feeder closes when anything as heavy as a squirrel gets on the uh, the uh, perch. Well, you know, they don't so get on the perch right now. They just pull the tray on the bottom of the yeah. feeder, pull the tray over to them, and then they're stretched from the pole <laughs> to the feeder, and that's how they're tipping it and they're eating the seed. Well, don't I get think out too. Yeah, I think you'd find that they couldn't, they w- they wouldn't be able to do that. Another thing hmm. is, what are you feeding? What kind of seed are you feeding? Wild bird food, Texas wild bird food. Okay, you could, you could. It's got uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Those you black, could, uh, those black switch seeds to, in there. You could, you could switch to safflower seed, which the squirrels don't much care for, and the birds. Uh, there's still some alive. of that in the mix. Yeah, but the, but they. If you had all safflower seed, that would be that would be one option. The other thing is that that I I like you, you wouldn't have to change much. Uh, does your feed store sell a pepper flavored uh, seed version that is has pepper in it? I have no idea. Yeah, it does. I bought the seed over at HEBs, whatever they had on the shelf or no, they wild won't birds. have that. But uh, but a lot of the uh, a lot of the places, do we have that pepper flavored? I don't know. We've okay. got a lot of bird feed. but Yeah, a lot of, a lot of places, uh, I know our friends at uh, Birds Unlimited have it. They've got, uh, they've got the don't? same. Not, not, not at not this the, stage. Not the one with pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, mm. the, the squirrels don't like the pepper. The mm. birds doesn't bother them a bit. So you just get the same seed you're getting, but you get the, the pepper flavored version. And, oh, uh, dear, and I got a 25-pound bag. Well, Can't well you, right you, you keep feeding the birds. They'll, I mean, you, the squirrels will help eat, them, eat it all up. You didn't I, I know, I know, and I'm very disgusted. <laughs> I looked time, out the window yesterday. The bird feeder was tipped on its side. It was still hanging, but it was tipped on its side where they had pulled it toward him. Maybe the bird slipped down at that point. I mean, the, the squirrel well, you slipped can, down you can on do that a couple point. Things. I don't you, know. But I'm getting tired of it, and I can't shoot it because of the fact I got neighbors behind me. Yeah. You know, it's don't they sell? That was Jerry's answer. That's my girl. 
<laughs> Don't oh, they sell can't. baffles, too, that, that the squirrels you put underneath a little lower and then on the pole so the squirrels can't get to the... No. Yeah, they, that can, they, well, they, they, they sell baffles, but the squirrels... They get around what, the baffles. What, what is that uh, exactly? I don't know what that it's just, is. It's just a, a, a kind of a. It's a like the cone. It's yeah. like the cone you use for dogs when they. Oh, okay. Surgery, oh, yeah, like an and umbrella, basically. Open. Yeah. Up. Does Home Depot sell that? Millburgers? No, I don't know. <laughs> Probably Wild Birds Unlimited. Yeah. yeah. But the other thing is, you can you can you'll use up that twenty five pounds pretty quickly, or you can mix. Put put a little bit of that twenty five pound. Get the get the seed with the pepper, and then put a little bit of that twenty five pound in there, and then you'll 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 use it up as you know, as the winter, as you get into the winter. She can also treat treat her own seed with Good. that pepper uh, powder, which is called squirrel sold as squirrel away. That's a good idea. Squirrel but you away. Can, you got you got a real uh, squirrel away. Yeah. You got to realize that uh, when you put that pepper in there, that's going to make the meat hotter. She's not following you, no. but yeah. So, the, so how do you? Where do you? You just sprinkle that in the each yeah, time in, or? in the seed. It's a, it's a powder. Yeah. yeah oh, just so. mix it in with the seed. Yeah. And, and yes. put it in the feeder. There you go. Yeah, and the okay. squirrel. Watch, watch well. the squirrels how they react. <laughs> well, how do they react? Yeah. Do they? Do they? Okay. I, I don't know. But I've there's never nothing seen you can suggest I, they that disappear. would go on the pole to keep them from climbing up, holding on and climbing up. Well, they don't like stuff on their feet, so the Vaseline was an option. Uh, yeah. We sell a product that's uh, like sticky ball bearing grease that you would do the same thing. Uh, ball bearing. What, what no, was don't that? Use, don't use ball bearing grease. It's, it's, uh, that's just oh. what I'm describing it. Uh, oh, oh, oh. It, it, what is that grease. called? No grease. It used to be called Tanglefoot, but the, the, oh. they, they changed the name to What about uh, shortening? Shortening? Baking shortening. Oh. I would think that that would get hard quick. Well, yeah. that would get hard. And it's probably not going to stay. Ants. WD-40 oh, yeah. wouldn't Ants do, would it? Ants and insects. What's that? WD-40? <laughs> well, <that kind laughs> I don't know. Me. Yeah, that no. They. I think your pepper thing may be the better. Yeah, yeah. they'll they'll climb right up of WD forty. Oh, okay. That, oh, w, that WD forty will work if you put it right under their tails. <laughs> yeah, their right. Tails and, uh, in that little hole there. That'd be kind of hard to do. <laughs> Thank you, Ann. Okay, well, I'll go see what uh, Home Depot yeah. has then, and I gotta and do something with well, it. Head on by Wild Birds Unlimited yeah. too, over on Hebner, uh, or. That's where you're any, gonna get your answer. Yeah, any of their locations, they'll they'll know. They 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 work on defeating squirrels every day. <laughs> or you okay. can trap them, and I have a hard trap. No, don't want to do okay. that. Okay. Why not? No, don't want to. Why do. not Too trap hot for them? the squirrels? <laughs> uh, no, uh. I can't. I can't get near the squirrels. I'm scared of them. But okay, oh. we'll go down and tell us what happens. See what they have there, and I thank you for your time today. You All bet. Right, Take care. And I enjoy your I enjoy your uh, uh, your show over there. Very educational. Thank you, Ann. All right. Thank well, you. Good luck with that squirrel. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers. And Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-3760. Also that day, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com. There's big news if you are an investment client of USAA. Just recently, USAA announced that a Cleveland, Ohio corporation has entered into an agreement to purchase USAA Asset Management. They have always been an exceptional organization and will continue to serve our community well. But if you are considering a change, this might be the right time to look at San Antonio's PAX Financial Group. 210-881-5700, PAXFinancialGroup.com. Investment advisory services offered through PAX Financial Group. You can fix your own fence and paint your own house. But when it comes to electrical work, leave it to the professionals at Bolt Electric. With 30 years of electrical experience and customer service, Bolt Electric has the most five-star Google reviews in San Antonio. Bolt Electric. From residential fixes like breaker boxes and ceiling fans to commercial transformers and bucket truck projects. Call Bolt Electric at 210-545-BOLT. BoltElectricSA.com. License TECL 26658. Your child's education is one of the most important things they'll ever receive. And now on the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com, get great deals on tuition to some of the area's best Christian schools. Click on the Discount Tuition button and get information and pricing on limited-time deals from Salem Sayers Christian Academy, Trinity Christian Academy, and River City Christian Schools. Save money and give your child the Christian education they need for a bright future at the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. President Trump says Jewish Americans who vote for Democrats demonstrate, quote, great disloyalty. It wasn't clear whether he meant disloyalty to himself, disloyalty to America, or disloyalty to Israel. I'm betting it was the third. Some Jews are Republicans and conservative, but polls and voting patterns have shown most of them vote for liberal Democrats, even though they often oppose Israel and support Palestinians who wish to destroy the Jewish state. It simply proves that for liberal Jews, liberalism is foremost and religion and culture are secondary. Anyone familiar with the history of Jewish persecution, including today, must know the Jewish people in Israel are one and the same. Both Testaments prove it. For Jews to vote for and support Democrats who promote boycotts against Israel and so-called peace plans that would lead to the elimination of the country is suicide. One doesn't have to be a religious Jew to understand that Israel is fundamental to the preservation of the Jewish people. I'm Cal Thomas. 
For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. You study him hard, hoping to pass. Working your fingers right down to the bone. And the guy behind you won't leave you alone. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308. 8867-210-308-8867. Yes. <laughs> so. I was going to tell everybody that uh, we mentioned it yesterday. We mentioned it a week ago. The birds and plants are thirsty. Oh. And uh, if you love your... You love your citrus plants like I do. You want to make sure that they have a have a good water at least once a week during this uh, this hot weather because they they will dry. And uh, like Calvin said yesterday, uh, you know, fruit trees it's extremely important because they're forming their little uh, fruit now. The fruit. Uh, Primordia, is that what they call it? Primordia, that uh, that'll eventually be next year's fruit. And we'll we'll get lots of calls next year and say, I just people will say, I just can't understand why they're not having more fruit than that. <laughs> you know, we've started we started irrigating them uh, in March when they started putting leaves. <laughs> on, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, in terms of peaches and plums and apples and pears, it's a it's a year-round commitment if you want to have maximum production. Um, and we've got, you know we've got some wonderful varieties of uh, those fruits, and they'll do really well in our area. But they do require regular uh, watering. Let's see, and uh, also we want to remind everybody on the the. The birds again. I mean, on the butterflies again. That we do have milkweed. We've got the yeah. mist flower. There's some uh, some really neat uh, of the shrimp plant over there. Yeah, the yellow shrimp plant. Yeah, I like that. They have the brown, attractive. the rust color one too, which I like as well. But yeah, it's yeah, very attractive. And zinnias. I was looking at the butterfly garden, and it it does look pretty good. It's really grown up. Yeah, it's it? filled filled up. Uh, and all those blooms, every one of them provides nectar. Did you? Were there any butterflies and hummingbirds in there when we were you were looking? I saw bees, yeah, bumblebees. Yeah, but I uh, didn't see many. Uh, well, I didn't see any butterflies or hummingbirds. Uh, when are, when are you going to start preaching to? Uh, <laughs> The, the in the paper to put that prevent winter weeds <laughs> that, that it's coming up time isn't it yeah well la- the last week i did preach to put to to apply 
yeah. pre-emergent herbicide. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll I don't talk know. a little bit about that next week. Yeah, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that. I wasn't planning on a, a bit longer co- column. Next week, I'm going to talk about the uh, fall vegetable garden, yeah, which we've talked about a lot t- t- today, about all those coal crops. And uh, we're kind of at the end, as we mentioned, we're kind of at the end of the time when you can put your tomatoes in, but uh, yeah. still have some great one-gallon containers of the recommended varieties. That'll do fine. As Jerry says, they're in great shape. Well, I'm in a dilemma on on this uh, uh, herbicide this to co- prevent winter weeds because my uh, now's the time to plant wildflowers, blue bonnet. Maybe we ought to call John next. John okay. Thomas. We'll next reach week out to him. Okay. And uh, ask him when, with this all this dry weather and hot weather, should you still plant your wildflowers? Okay. And uh, I think his answer is going to be yes. You think so? Well, what I'm what I'm bothered by is this herbicide is that uh, my horse herb is dormant now. I mean, it, it's dust dormant. Oh. In other words, I mean, it's it's not to be seen. And I know it comes from. Uh, I know it comes from. Uh, Seed, it germinates from seed. So if you put down that pre-emergent herbicide, I would hate to hurt my her- horse herb stand. Well, the good news, if you're a horse herb fan, is that it's a perennial. And so you've got that. You've got a war- uh, established plant there. Yeah. That's all, yeah. You, you can't lose with horse herb. We used to say you can't win with horse herb. <laughs> but now, that was before we joined the team, the there horse herb go. team. Uh, but uh, yeah, it just amazes me. Just like you, it wasn't what six weeks ago the horse herb was thick. looking good. Yeah, and mow well, and then suddenly you don't see horse herb anywhere. Yeah, in, uh, it's gone. All, all you see is dust. So I wonder, <laughs> I, I wonder if people did. I can't imagine this. If people didn't like horse herb. Uh, to to keep down the seedling population, if they applied a herbicide now for winter weeds, if that would uh, thin out the horse herb. You think? I, I yeah I don't I don't see when I apply it I don't see it thins it out it must uh, I, maybe mine's at capacity I mean I've got some so much horse herb in that. That part of my yard, uh, but uh, it's not like uh, the uh, winter blue, the bluegrass, annual bluegrass, right. uh, or the uh, rescue, rescue grass. grass, which are all annuals. So you can almost wipe out or eliminate them completely. The horse herb has just got. It's uh, just like, uh, oh, I got the perennial says I got a little more room now. I'll just, I'll just put out a little more, a few more sprouts to fill go. in the gap. But yeah. I love my annual bluegrass that I have, and I like, I like the and rescue it, grass. What, what is it looking good for? Two months, three months? Well, I think four. Let's be optimistic. Four months, <laughs> and then, and it mows well. Yeah. Well, and in, in our 
neighborhoods, Jerry, where we've got all those trees, your uh, winter lawn, and I don't, and we don't water anymore the the regular grass. So it's uh, I, I guess it's easy to expect that our winter lawns will look better than our summer lawns. Yeah. But anyway, now's the time if you want to control or eliminate uh, annual bluegrass or rescue grass or bad straw rye rye yeah bad straw and maybe some rye grass hen bit <laughs> yeah hen bit uh there's a lot of them yeah and they they, they work pretty well Dim- uh dimension and uh maze have we got mary have we got a maze here or dimension oh yeah we got we still got some maze it's um going to be more and more popular here in the next few weeks. Yeah, so but, we'll but we carry it, right? Yeah, I do have some at the moment. And Dimension, too, we yes, carry, sir. yeah. It's on the low side right now, but I imagine we've got a shipment coming. Yeah, because uh, th- this is a good... Yeah, we're right at the September 1st is a yeah. good time to apply. Y'all are talking about the horse herb, and uh, I'm going to be using it as a green mulch in my wild area. There you go. And, uh, that, you know, you know, save the sun from baking the ground a little longer with the green mulch and it's cheap. It's there. Yeah, and that and frog fruit. I'm just converting my whole backyard to it. I'm huh. killing out as much Bermuda as I can. It'll always pop back up, probably. But it's kind of interesting that combination of frog fruit and horse herb, because uh, when the butterfly garden here at Millburgers came up this spring, the horse herb kind of dominated. It looked to me like the frog. We wouldn't see any more frog fruit. But no, I thought it was the frog fruit taking over. Yeah. Really. Now it is because the horse herb is the doesn't like this uh, dry, hot weather, whereas the frog fruit seems to prosper in it. Yeah, that's probably a good reason to have a combination right yeah. there because yeah. uh, it is kind of suffering right now. I have I have a horse herb growing on a kind of a caliche fill area where this gentleman put in before I moved in, and uh, it, it's thriving in the caliche <laughs> better than it is in the heavy clay. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's still kind of green there. Is it still? You still got horse herb out, even in this weather? You yeah, got, it's still there. Do you it's, water? No. Huh, I'll be darned. It's weird. <laughs> I still have the horse herb. It's not as probably as thick as yours, maybe. Now, hey. uh, folks, folks, we uh, talk about, uh, I think uh, we, we're talking about we're getting into the... Uh, tree planting time uh i don't know that i'd recommend planting too many trees uh when it's 100 100 degrees out uh when you can wait wait a couple weeks or three weeks and, and uh, a little easier easier on the, the, on the gardener the, yeah the tree and the yeah but but that's we're we're getting into that uh season are we going to have a mary have you heard are we going to have a cps uh Tree planting rebate? It seems to be a traditional offering, and yeah. I think it starts October. Okay. Usually, uh, we'll probably get the printout just about the time they they make it available on the online. We'll just print mm-hmm. it off for people to uh, pick up if they want to, but it's online usually. How are you going to relate this 100-degree uh, heat to those uh, youth gardeners next? Yeah, you talk a little bit well, about I'm hoping the... for a miracle next weekend that it'll yeah. cool off uh, as we plant. But we've got a selection of winter-hardy ones and some short-term beans, green bean varieties. We've got 
the purple green bean, the the regular uh, snap green bean, and the yellow snap, so that they can plant taking home for the beans. And we're going to plant little seedlings of cilantro and uh, lettuces. And uh, yeah, we got about five different little seedling plants, and whatever we get in that might be fall next week, I'm hoping to get maybe some already started broccoli if we could possibly get it. Yeah, well, and we could plant that in. Terry's was saying that you'd probably get a shipment this week. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. yeah. And we could have some fresh transplants and plant by seed. I'm really big on the seed because it's so economical and it's really easy. Uh, right into the bed when the right timing is. Well, kids like it. It's fun. It's fun yeah. to watch it come from nothing. Especially when it's fast, like beans or yeah, radishes. Yeah, exactly. Or... That's why I like the beans. Yeah. They're really yeah. good. So what, what's your target audience for the kids? The target audience? That year. How old? How old? Oh, well, I don't know if there's a... It, I think the parents are kids sometimes, really. Mm. Uh, all ages. Why not? I have plenty of rooms still in the class, so... Okay. Uh, don't be shy. Come on down. We'll get our hands dirty together. So Mary will be teaching I might the, direct the older kids to help me with the little kids, though. So. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. That's yeah. kind of a hands-on thing, too, because you're teaching. It's, yeah, it's hard to get to everybody. <laughs> yeah. The uh, fall vegetable gardening class for kids will be next Saturday from 10 to 11. Uh, and uh, we just ask that you make your reservation by calling 210-497-3760. It's uh, 210-497-3760. And uh, it's a fun class for kids, lots of learning, lots of hands-on uh, lots of uh, just a uh, whole lot of gardening fun, and as we said before, Mary does a great job teaching the class. So we hope you'll. Uh... Yeah, when I was a little girl, uh, kindergarten, I got to pull my very first carrot out of the ground, and I was hooked. <laughs> um, it, it's an impression, and and uh, create a love for the growth of the vegetables at your own home because you you can control that, and you know what's in the soil, you know what's been treated with. It's it's awesome. Okay, cool. Thanks, Mary. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road. You know what? There's always something great happening at Millburgers, and Saturday, August 31st, there are two great things happening at Millburgers. First, there's the kids' gardening class from 10 to 11, and it's entitled Fall Vegetable Planting for Kids. So you can guess it's going to teach your children how to grow their own vegetable garden. It's from 10 to 11. There is no cost, but we do ask that you RSVP by calling 210-497-3760. Also that day, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. on August 31st, the Lions Club will be doing free screenings for you. Free vision screenings at Millburgers to test your eyes and make sure it's okay. And this one is for kids and adults. So be sure to come by and also bring a pair of used glasses that you're not using anymore to donate to the Lions Club and help them achieve their mission. For more information on both these events, go to MillburgerNursery.com MillburgerNursery.com Um, excuse me. Yes! In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? It used to be customers could find or discover your business in just a 
handful of ways. Now, life is digital with so many more options and things you need to do. You need Salem Surround, a full-service digital agency with all your digital marketing under one roof. When a potential customer searches for your product, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be to reach today's digital consumer? Does your website have all the right tools to turn visitors into leads? If not, we've got some solutions. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to help get your message in front of today's digital audience. We'll help deliver customers by putting your business message in the right place at the right time. Don't just invest in a marketing strategy. You need to surround your target audience. Learn more at surroundsanantonio.com. Surroundsanantonio.com. Connecting you with new customers. Terrorism, economic uncertainty, nuclear instability. The United States faces these and other global dangers nearly every day. And while it may seem like the international threats are beyond our borders, we face even greater risks against the U.S. Constitution and the rule of law here at home. These dangers plague the bedrock of our great nation and threaten to destroy our way of life. Now it's time to energize San Antonio's conservative and Christian base and protect our conservative ideals. Join 9.30 a.m. The Answer on Tuesday, November 5th at the Norris Conference Center for Countdown 2020, The War for America's Soul. Speakers Dennis Prager and Sebastian Gorka will give you perspective and insight on what's at stake in the upcoming election. Get the information you need to give intelligent answers to the assaults from the far left by joining us November 5th for Countdown 2020, The War for America's Soul. Visit 930amtheanswer.com to purchase your tickets today. We spend our whole lives taking care of those we love. However, statistics show that over half of all adults fail to have a will prepared. Giving the gift of a well-prepared estate plan is one of the most loving things you can do for those you care about. So let me introduce you to Charlie Weisinger with Weisinger Law Firm. Charlie is an estate planning attorney who takes the time to get to know you and your family and your goals and desires for them. Charlie makes the process simple. Most clients have a plan in place in as little as two visits. Give Charlie Weisinger and his staff at Weisinger Law Firm a call today. Your first consultation is free. Weisinger Law Firm is conveniently located one mile north of 1604 in Selma, Texas. You can reach him at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800. Or online at WeisingerLawFirm.com. W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R LawFirm.com. Got a brand new dance that I'm not about. A new dance that she's not so about. Well, first you suck your cheeks and then you puff them out. Sucking your cheeks, then you puff them out. Raise one hand Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Yeah, you threw the gauntlet down, and so now Al found the silly squirrel dance. Oh, all right. Yeah, which I think is what happens when they actually taste that pepper. <laughs> and I didn't tell her about the lips. The, no, it was you know, good. I didn't bother the bird. No. I don't know. She thinks she was and very... I didn't tell her about the teaching the squirrels to snorkel. You know, she's no, we, worried, we she's, appreciate she's that. She's worried about taking them out of the cage. You won't be careful doing that anyway. You bruise the meat. Mm-hmm. And so you teach them to snorkel. Yeah. In a garbage can. No, no, I, yeah, no, no. You've, said it, you've said it before. 
right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. All right, what else is going on? Uh, I just I just called Cliff Bingham. Give that to Calvin. All right. He sent me that uh, email. Cliff Bingham did, one of my volunteers, and uh, said, first, first tomato of the season. And I said, that ugly thing has to be a... Has to be a, a heirloom. I mean, it's all all uh, wrinkled and everything else. Yeah. Stink bug damage. Yeah, and I called him, uh, and come to find out that that's the first tomato of in Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, and uh, in his daughter's garden, and he's up there now visiting. Telling me he had to had to have the second coat have have to have a second coat on up there so chilly. Huh. I told him we we weren't using coats down here just yet. But uh, that's that's what a lot of people don't realize, especially if they move down from the north, that uh, <laughs> we can have a second season the fall if you plant plant uh, the right thing at the right time well it's it's almost a waste of effort to try to to raise oh this last six weeks try to oh, raise, yeah. raise any more tomatoes in a hundred degree heat or oh uh, yeah 96 well and then what 75 at night yeah gracious, gracious. it needs to be under 75 i've been watching that night that nighttime temperature is very important so uh week from now until, it looks until like that cools be, down. Week from now it looks like it'll be start going to consistently about seventy two, which would be good. Mm. Yeah. Where'd you see that? On the weather? I just looked on my uh oh, okay. the weather forecast here. I think they're playing with him, don't you, Milton? <laughs> <laughs> got a got a note from uh Leon Maka. Who used to be the president of uh, Greenleaf Nursery over in El Campo, and uh, he's the one who helped us get the citrus Hello. citrus on the market, and uh, Mr. Moore citrus on the market, and his uh, uh, grandma's yellow rose on the market, and a lot of other things. He said, uh, "I have been introduced to an old Mustang grapevine near." Louis, Louis, L-O-U-I-S-E, Louis, uh, Texas. Okay. I don't know where that is. It must be mm-hmm. over there toward Houston. Maybe so. Age is unknown. It's growing under and all over a mott of live oaks in the backyard. Stem diameter at about 10 feet from the origin is 12 inches in diameter, about 36 inches in circumference. In other words, it's hard to reach around. Yeah. The grapevine. Wow. Are there any records for large grapevines in Texas? And uh, and, uh, it's not in the big tree. There's a a big tree list uh, from the Texas Forest Service. Uh, But... uh, Said uh, he did. I guess I did not expect to find it there. And I, as far as I know of, there's not a uh, 
record for large grapevines in Texas. Uh, if there if there were such a list, I bet Mustang, uh, the wild Mustang, has probably would would probably hold the record. Huh. So I imagine a lot of our listeners have uh, big uh, pecan trees on their plate, and uh, so we want to. Yeah, so want to talk about that. Uh, then, no, uh, no, doc- I don't know what that was. It's how about how long have we got? Uh, just a few minutes, a couple minutes, couple of minutes. Yeah, we got a question from uh, Willow City, up where the wildflowers are, up around Frederick. Oh wow! Said I have a Choctaw pecan that has a has wet looking patches on the trunk. It appears like water. That oh, I don't think we have much time. Uh, All right, so <laughs> hold that one till next week. My watch said we didn't have much. Yeah. Time. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Join us next Saturday. Come on out here and be a part of the uh, the screening and all the uh, great activities here at Millburgers next Saturday. Go to millburgernursery.com for more information. I'm Milton Glick. On behalf of the docs, thanks to Al doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next Saturday at Millburgers at 1604. Yeah. All right. Back in a, in a week on 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.